Podcast Revolution Network presents The Way with Noah. Greetings and welcome to another edition of The Way with Noah. Like I mentioned, um, dropping several episodes, a little bit behind, you know, it's been busy, 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 busy. Summer's winding down. I know we still have technically another month of summer, but let's be real. When you're down here in the South, the kids are already back in school. Summer's pretty much donezo. Um, so coming up is a conversation I had with my sis, um, Kenyette. Kenyette is, uh, an, an, an organizer, activist, community, you know, uh, a guru here in Atlanta. Um, you know, really bright mind, brilliant woman. Uh, and, 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 and lately something that Kenyette has championed and, and I can relate being someone who is committed to addressing, you know, not just, you know, righting the wrongs, but really addressing bad narratives and being willing to take a stand when no one else will. And Kenyette definitely has been out there on the forefront. Um, hashtag mute R. Kelly. You know, Kenyette has been um, working with, you know, a couple of other sisters and in, in, in organizing a boycott, which has turned actually into a nationwide boycott. Actually, I think she, she she'll discuss it. Five. Uh, Five concerts have actually been canceled from his tour um, unsuccessfully. Still working on trying, though, to get the one here in Atlanta, which will be next week, August 25th, canceled. But um, I will be joining her out there in Picking Line. So, you know, look for some live streaming and stuff from that. But but check out this conversation. You know, people are just like, oh, well, so-and-so so talented. Da, 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 da. I mean, we, we have to send a message about the type of world that we want to have for our sisters, our daughters, our, our, our partners, you know, if your partner, if you're a woman or whomever, if you're a woman or a man, partner to a woman. I mean, we should want, you know, uh, 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 communities. We should want spaces that are supportive of the issues and concerns that we go through. And we need to make sure that we are putting, you know, our people first. And in this case, young women, young girls, and in particular, young women, young black women and girls are, are often unprotected and left vulnerable uh, to issues of sexual assault and domestic violence. So this is a conversation that, that I really appreciate having, you know, two hardworking mamas chopping it up after a long day of, 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 of moving and grinding. Check it out again. Like subscribe. If you're listening via iTunes, you know, leave a comment. Uh, rate 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 the podcast help me grow you know there are a lot of people out there that have voices and their platforms and stuff and I got to start putting in the time and energy to to growing and, and sharing and, and and being you know a voice out here in the wilderness that is the world today it's so much crazy that's going on but but this was a nice break from my usual political commentary talking with um Kenyette about mute the mute r kelly efforts uh definitely check out the links to her articles um in the description of the episode and let me know what you think peace i'm doing great thank you so much for having me on well thank you so much for taking the time i know you are super busy between work activism mom life 
and anything else you got going on. Um, for those who are just tuning in and joining me, I am talking with um, my good friend down here in Georgia, Kenyette, who is like leading, I mean literally leading this charge, among other things that she leads and does, but leading this charge, um, if anyone has seen hashtag me, Arthur Kelly, uh, you know, trying to not only get, you know, his, his concert, you know, getting getting folks to really take seriously supporting um uh, an artist and I mean while while he may be talented, you know, his behavior, his 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 predatory behavior and engagement with um not just young women but girls, right? We both have, have daughters. Um with girls yeah. is very disturbing and even if he manages to find whatever loopholes to to never be held accountable legally um, there needs to be another way. And so can you just, just give me a little bit of information? Just, just what have you been working on? What is new R. Kelly? And, 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 and can you just frame it for us just a little bit, like the conversation? Absolutely. Well, Mute R. Kelly actually was born out of an Atlanta coffee shop between myself and my sister, Oranike Oradelli. And we both sort of had a similar passion, and we had never met. So Arnika began a very crude petition that she put on uh, Change.org, and it garnered um, some, you know, some traction. And I had begun having conversations on Facebook and with some of the elected officials in Fulton County to say, hey, is there anything we can do to put pressure on you know, this concert? What can, really, what can we really do? So my original plan, to be totally honest with you, was I was going to protest the concert anyway. And it was going to be me <laughs> and about five or six other sisters and, and fathers and, you know, whoever else wanted to come out there with a sign and some markers and just, you know, stand out there and just say, look, we are attempting to have a presence. We're not trying to change your mind. If you want to go and spend your money and watch an R. Kelly concert, you know what? That's okay. And I'll talk more about what I call the indifferent fans. But um, so New R. Kelly kind of happened in this coffee shop. And um, Ornika and I had never met before. We connected. We got together. Uh, she told me her idea that she actually wanted to compel the Atlanta radio stations to just stop playing R. Kelly's music and also to um, do some pushback on the concert, I said, well, guess what? Um, I kind of have a similar idea. Mine is I want to go after Live Nation directly. I want to give testimony before the Fulton County Board of Commissioners and put pressure on them to not only cancel the concert, but begin a larger conversation around their platform around sex trafficking. And together we just sat there and said, how much is needed that? And that's kind of how it started. And that's not how it started. And, you know, there are some other sisters that have come on board that were there from the beginning. They're kind of our second-tier supporters. And um, between all of us, we came up with the hashtag, the mission, and um, this is kind of where we are now. It has grown into something we have never imagined. Well, amazing, amazing. And I know you've done, like, several blog posts. You've done some other media. So, again, super excited to have you on with me on the way to chit-chat. That's the way you know us can do. But, you know, just thinking about why, like, I'm sorry? 
is going on right now. And obviously, you know, this this of course is important, but but why why can you explain to me why is this so important for us to take a stand on something like I think it's important for a couple of reasons because this is be like why should we be doing this? Like why should we be standing up, you know, for young women, young young girls? I mean, you know, there are people out there who will say, Well, they put themselves in that position or they're fast or in the moment of the case of me. I mean, you know, and again we have daughters. (laughs) Oh yes, we do. But like I think there's a lot of reasons. Why Noah? And for me, it really just stems to in our culture how we have almost normalized the pathology of being on black girls. Black girls are the first ones exploited and the last ones defended. Also, when um, over eighty percent of black women have either experienced harassment, exploitation. Abuse, sexual abuse, or molestation, or, um, or, or just forcible rape before the age of 18. I mean, that's a large population of sisters out there that are dealing with this. And they were told when it happened to them, it's your fault. Or maybe if you didn't do this, this wouldn't have happened. And, well, we can't really talk about that because that's uncle so-and-so. And, well, you shouldn't have went to that man's house anyway. And, and so we have all of these messages that are telling us that we can't even speak out about it because it's going to be, you know, you know, pushed back on us. So when you have that messaging kind of in, in deeply entrenched in, in the culture, when these type of situations come up, you immediately default to that and say, well, wait, I was told to get over it. I was told that it was because I was fat. I was told that it was just because that's just what men do. And now you see a concerted effort to support these women? Yeah. That's why we're doing it. Because for too long, black girls and black women have just gone unprotected, and now we're standing up for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And just thinking about, you know, thinking about the most recent allegations against R. Kelly, um, against Robert, like, here in Atlanta, I remember the day that I saw that there was something new that happened. I had no clue at the time that it, I didn't pay. Like, you know, I just saw a glimpse of it. Like, oh, God, now what? But so when I actually sat down and read the story, I was, I was appalled to see yes. that it was here in Atlanta. I yes. Mean, Atlanta, but it makes sense. I mean, not, and I, when I say that it makes sense, it's not that, 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 that there's something good or, or I don't know what to say, but it makes sense that, you know, this type of, allegation or incident could happen in Atlanta, considering, you know, that Atlanta is prime and right for sex trafficking and, and, and you know, levels of abuse against yeah. black women and black girls, like Atlanta's high up there when it comes to sex trafficking. So I'm like, this, this is a conversation that we don't have. And, and it's been kind of appalling watching, you know, this conversation unfold on social media because of some of the attitudes of people, you know, in response, like, well, I'm not going to, um, you know, I got my tickets and I'm going, or those girls are just fast. Or we have brothers who are, you know, also either dogging black women because they're like, look, black women don't even stand on the black women. Or we have those who make excuses because there's XYZ famous white person the favorite, the most, the, the, you know, the ones that come to mind are Hugh Hefner and Roman Polanski. 
Oh, you know, well, yeah. well, Dave, I mean, you know, how do you, what do you think when you see these types <laughs> of excuses? Because that's what they are. They're excuses. It's bullshit. You know, well, it, around it, and it, stuff. It, it, it is like, a real issue like this. Well, it is bullshit. And so let me just kind of like, you know, deconstruct all of those because um, I actually made a post on my Medium blog about all of the excuses. So I kind of like put them together and I said, what are the most common excuses that I'm getting? And so we'll start with the Hugh Hefner one. First of all, Hugh Hefner published Playboy. Playboy was a periodical and it's under FCC guidelines. Therefore, every model in Playboy had to be 18 years old. So that's one thing. In addition, there have been feminist groups picketing the Playboy Mansion since the 70s. Since the 70s, there has always been a presence of feminist groups picketing the Playboy Mansion. But when I tell people that, they're, they're shocked. They're like, well, well, why didn't we know? Because you didn't care. Because you were too busy sneaking your father's Playboy magazine to really give a damn. So not only that, but the idea that those women primarily white, you know, middle American girls or young women, to some degree, they're protected by society. And I guarantee you, Hugh Hefner was not hanging out at the McDonald's, picking up girls and pissing on them. I mean, so, you know, you can't, you can't conflate the two. You can't say someone who has an establishment where girls are sort of sexually, you know, open, you know, yes, you can you can make arguments about objectification, absolutely. But can we conflate the two? No, we cannot. Because R. Kelly's behavior is predatory. And that's the part that we have to get past. If Hugh Hefner was doing to these girls what R. Kelly has been accused of, then yes. I believe that we should have brought charges against him. But what I will say that most people don't acknowledge is that there has always been a presence of feminist protesters at the Playboy Mansion. But they were just dismissed as being angry and bitter and old and ugly and wrinkly and all kinds of other derogatory terms because that's the only reason why a woman would stand up against this is because, well, she's no longer desirable by men. And once again, that's patriarchy trying to silence people, and I and I have no patience for that. So that's Hugh Hafner. Roman Zelowski, uh he was, um, I'm sorry, he's no longer allowed in the United States. He was sent back home to his country. He's no longer allowed in the United States. So when people want to compare those two, I tell them straight up, um, he was deported. He can no longer come back to the United States. So when you're talking about, but what about this, what about that, there have been sanctions against these men if they have done the same things as R. Kelly. So now that we've talked about those two, let's talk about the other excuse that these girls are fast-ass. Well, yes, because young girls are are learning at a very young age the only way they get attention is by being sexual. That is not an R. Kelly issue. That is not a fast-ass girl issue. That is a, that is a societal failure among the males in our culture. I told someone recently, I'm like, we have a gross absence of fathers in the home, but we don't seem to have a lack of predatory men who want to come into these homes and take advantage of these situations. 
So many young girls have grown up believing that the only way they can get attention from a man is to be provocative. Now, most of these young ladies, they don't even understand what they're doing. All they know is that they have breasts, they have hips and curves, and they have something between their legs that these men want. And if these girls are coming from poverty, well, this guy holds up in the project with a BMW. <laughs> Come on. It's it's it, 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 it's it's all. I mean, what do you mean? He's a pipe pipe. Give me a break. No. So, I mean, I've heard all the excuses. I've heard that they're fast. I've heard what about you have there. I've heard that it was government overreach by people who haven't voted in 20 damn years. Why do you care about the government? You know, now all of a sudden you're concerned about the government? And the latest, um, the latest clapback that I got was um, when um, Fulton County Chairman Eves um, um, stated that um, not only did he want Live Nation to cancel the concert, but he was compelling Johns Creek Police to turn over the um, the notes of the investigation to the Fulton County DA because he wants to you know, possibly see if there's reasons for an investigation. And people came for, for his life. This he's looking, he's running for mayor, and he's looking for, for brownie points, and why is he doing this? And the legal system has to, you know, accuse him of anything. I've never seen so many people have so much confidence in government and the legal system in my life. <laughs> so it's it's been pretty interesting. And, you know, I would say I probably get about 20 um, between my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook. I might get about 20, um, and now Google, about 20 or so pretty nasty messages from people about this this um this campaign. Yeah. Okay. So in thinking about just in thinking about how this is all has been unfolding, and I just want to take a step back for a second because you just you mentioned, you know, going you know, going to reach out to the um you know, the Fulton County uh, you know uh uh representative Board of um, like officials Board of Commissioners, right. Thank you. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, wait, okay. I was politically. There's so much, there's so much going on politically these days. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. We have so a city council yeah. race happening. We have a mayoral yeah. election happening. I mean, there's so much that's going on. That, yeah. Say how they're all over the place. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, I was like let me get my jurisdictions correct here. But the Fulton County Board of Commissioners, like, when, you know, you had to go before them and, and, and they were responsive, but just like, how has it been trying to, like, without going to, you know, I mean, I, I know that, you know, through your work and stuff, you have different relationships with different, you know, officials. But you got to get too deep into it. Like, how was it trying to pull together, you know, basically your case for why they should take action? They did, you know, at least write the letter. Um, you know, they're mm-hmm. they did write the letter, making the demand to libation. But how did you, how, what, 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 what did you do to kind of like, you know, make cases. You have to like really try to sway them, or did you just lay out the plain facts? You know about what we're supposed to be standing for. <laughs> it was a it was a combination of strategies. Um, I did give testimony during the public meeting um, on the second uh, of August. So um, every month, the Fulton County Board of Commissioners allows the public to come and speak. And um, I, I spoke on behalf of Mutar Kelly. 
I laid out our demands and um, asked the board at that time to compel Live Nation to cancel the concert. Now, as you know, Live Nation has a very interesting contract with Fulton County in that they're managing mm-hmm. several of the um, the uh, concert venues, including the Tabernacle and, um, of course, Wolf, Wolf Creek Amphitheater. So it wasn't as easy as just telling them the concert is, the concert is canceled. They actually have to compel Live Nation, and at the end, it is Live Nation's decision. But um, to put the case together, it really was, unfortunately, um, R. Kelly's history is the best case study. I mean, it was really, it was really just a culminating history of all of his, of all of his accusations, all of his charges. And I know people say, but he wasn't convicted. You know what? Neither, neither was George Zimmerman. I mean, I can't say that enough. It's like, we live in a country as black people where we have seen people get off every day. Um, based on systems of racism. Well, patriarchy is just as strong of a system as racism. And what tends to happen is you have disempowered young girls who are now going before a very powerful man with the money to hire very powerful lawyers, and they're scared. So he pays them off, they go away. And this is unfortunately what has happened over and over again, or statutes of limitation run out, whatever. So we, we took all of those um, cases into consideration. Um, the most egregious, of course, was the um, the case of child pornography that happened in the, the late 90s, and that was sort of the tipping point for a lot of people, including myself, who actually was an R. Kelly fan. And um, we compiled that together, and we reminded the board of commissioners that you guys have taken a very strong stance against sex trafficking in Fulton County. You have a sex trafficking task force, and now you're allowing someone to come into our community and perform who has this type of a sketchy behavior, I mean, this sketchy history. And um, in an interview with, um, I, I don't know if it's Rolling Stone or NPR, it said it's almost like perennial. Like It just keeps coming back. It's like every two years, R. Kelly has done something else and is a young girl. <laughs> And mm-hmm. it's like if this was one occasion, we could say yes. If this has been happening over and over again for over 20 years, there's something here. When there's smoke, there's fire. So we put all that together. We reminded the commission that we are having a difficult time with sex trafficking in our community. And together, those two critical pieces just served as our as our primary central argument and Chairman Ease. And his most recent press conference stated that he made the decision based on moral on, on a moral judgment as a father, and I commend him for that judgment. Yeah, um, that I think that's a really you know strong point made about his his history is his case that you know a lot of people point to like oh well he was never found guilty you know this that and the other you know I you know the tape and it's like you know if you're someone out there who's talking about where I found the tape and you watch child pornography um, and you really shouldn't be running around bragging about that but yeah. I mean just thinking about it from a legal standpoint about that case like you know rich and powerful people have the ability and we make excuses right because oh my god. You know, we, because of the way the, the, the justice system tends to treat, you know, black people and black men, um, you know, folks are like, yeah, you know, so and so not over it. But it's like, no, we should want people to be held accountable regardless of how awful the system can be in these other situations. And really what happens over a six-year period, 
you know, having lived in Chicago, living in Chicago at the time, I believe I was living in Chicago at the time the case was ultimately resolved, you know, he his lawyers strung out, used every single trick in a book to string that out over six years. I mean, you have a case from the time charges are filed and you're having your first hearing, it's stretched out over six years. You no longer have a minor victim by that time, right? Yeah. No, you don't. You, you, you've had such a tainted, like by that time, your, your, your jury pool is tainted. Um, I mean, people look at it as a waste of resources as well. I remember, I remember there were articles at the time that were, that were like that too, like, you know, the resources are being wasted trying to do this in over six years. And it just, you know, it fizzled out. So it's, it's, and there are accounts. There's so many different accounts. You know, there, there, like you mentioned before, the one article. There's so many different accounts. There's so many anecdotal statements and stuff. But it points to a larger issue. And one of the things that I've pointed out to a brother I know was a new black about how it's sad seeing women turn on each other when we're killing. I said, the problem is, y'all are sitting here silent, but you all actually perpetuate a lot of this stuff, too. You know, I shared yeah. with you the, the, you know, the first time I caught someone looking at my daughter who was 13 at the time. And it's like, if you all actually take the time to look in these young ladies, these young girls, right? Not even young ladies, these girls, if you look in their face, you can they're tell they're babies. You can tell they're babies. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you're right. And this, this is like, like, what is, what is, if we watch Law and Order, right? These were young white girls from the suburbs, it'd be statutory rape, it'd be this, that, and the other people would be outraged. Yeah. But because these are young black women, young black girls, who are being, you know, whether it's mama's yeah. boyfriend or uncle or whomever, you know, older rich guy, whomever, um, it's it's whatever, you know. I mean, people do things for it's just all types of things that happen. But we have to find a way as a community, as a group, to take take better care and concern for nurturing and protecting them, and then to help each other as sisters, as aunties, as mamas, as brothers and uncles. For those to heal, because to see people say, well, you know, it happened to me and I got over it or whatever, like, that's just the wrong attitude. And that was so dismaying for me to see well, that type of happening. Yeah, yes. but that's what I'm seeing a lot is, um, like I said, when I started digging into that research and I saw those numbers, I was like, holy shit. You know, I'm just like, this is a lot of women out here, for, and I recognize this. The Mute R. Kelly movement, because it's no longer Atlanta anymore. I mean, the the media coverage has gone na- international. And um, it's pulling a lot of scabs off of people. It's pulling a lot of scabs off. And it's it's now taking a lot of these women back to that 12, 13-year-old girl who was told to shut up and get over it. And that little girl who said, I knew that was wrong. I knew that was wrong. And I was told to get over it. And now here come these women talking about, yeah, it was wrong. And so what do you do in that space of cognitive dissonance? You you either accept it or you fight it. So we are we we know what we're up against. Um, my partner Oranika and I, we're not any other any other members of New York County, we're not we're not naive. We we are really clear about what we're up against, um, and and I and I think this begins a larger conversation about how we deal with the exploitation of our black girls. That's really what this is about. I mean, I've I've um, stated in a couple of my Medium articles that this actually has a personal connection for me. 
So this is more than just another campaign that I'm running. This is something that's, that's real. So in thinking about, you know, what are the major takeaways that people are thinking, like, what can they do? You know, obviously, we have the concerts, what, next it's next week, isn't it? Next Friday, the 25th? 25th, yes. Yeah, so in thinking about ways that people want to, you know, get involved or show support or, like, what can people do? Um, there have been some cancellations or from, from, from yes. the tour itself. Bye. Bye. They're holding on strong with Atlanta. Um, yes. Sadly. There we've had five cancellations of the tour. The tour only had, the uh, after party tour only had ten shows. Five of them have been canceled. Um, and of course, Live Nation is defaulting to four ticket sales. And as I stated um, to a reporter on uh, WSB Channel 2, you know, anecdotally, the four ticket sales are due to public outrage. So, what, you know, you, I, I'm not really sure what happened to Atlanta, but right now, Atlanta and Detroit were the most sold out venues. And of course, Live Nation is just not going to walk away from that money. And we understand that. But we also want to let them know to, to answer your question, what can people do? On the 25th at 6 o'clock, come to the Wolf Creek Amphitheater and stand with us in peaceful protest. Um, we have informed the R. Kelly camp, um, the Fulton County Board of Commissioners supports our decision, and we have informed Live Nation that if the council is not canceled, we will protest. So if people are interested in being heard, they're interested in this movement, please reach out to us. We're I'm, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can just find me at my at, at, at my page, the Legislative Influence. We I have the petition. I have the information about the protest march and just follow us. Just 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 follow us. And I'm at Twitter. My handle is Leggy Impress, L-E-G-I-S Impress, E-M-P-R-E-S-S. Follow us. And if you're interested, come on out and grab a sign and some markers and let it be known that it's time to mute our Kelly because black girls matter. Absolutely, absolutely. And um you know, your girl's gonna be out there. I need to get me one of the mute R. Kelly shirts. Um, <laughs> I'll be out there. I'll try to see who I can round up to come on with. Round up some of the women. If I can get the women and men folks, see if I can get my brother. Some, I don't know, you know, it's hard to get some of the men folks sometimes to come join us. But, I mean, I really appreciate you taking this on. I know it's not easy being the lone voice, and, or thankfully you're not the lone voice, but I know knowing you, you would be out here, even if you were the absolutely <laughs> only one. Yeah. And I've seen you, I've seen you battling the mob. Um, Thank it's like, I see you, and I appreciate what you're doing because, you know, I'm the mother of a teen daughter of a curvy black girl who people look at from the neck down instead of looking in her face. I mean, it's it's real. This is a very serious issue. I, the kids uh, crack up all the time, so I make, you know, I, I, I have my law and order SBU addiction. They're like, oh, my God. No, you have us so scared to do anything or go anywhere because you make us watch SBU. But it's so crazy out here, and we have to protect our kids. You know, we have to protect yeah, our kids. and we have to protect our And the other thing is, too, we have to get out of the idea of protecting our kids by turning the protection inward. We have to stop focusing on them and saying, you don't wear short skirts, you don't act this way, you don't do this, you don't do that. And understand that there are people out there, usually adults or older, 
who are predatory. And you cannot expect your child to defend themselves against a predator. So as the parent, what you have to do is let it be known that if your child comes to you, believe them. Believe them. And you have to defend your child. And sometimes I find that the the parents who claim to be the most badass, you know, you know, foe when they actually have to come face to face with someone of status and power. I mean, you see it with R. Kelly now. You know, I was watch, I was watching a broadcast about you know mute R. Kelly. There was a sister out of Pittsburgh, and her advice to me, who's never met me, was don't get your ass kicked by those old ladies. She said those old church ladies come and see R. Kelly. The the oxymoronic statement in that church lady coming to see R. Kelly. Okay. It's deeper. It's deep. It's profound. It's rooted in so much pathology that's been normalized in the black community. And it's time for us to stop blaming the girls and start protecting the girls and blaming the people who are preying on the girls. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, we do. We do. We, we, we are like, I mean, it's very, like, it's so, I mean, it's a very, it's still a very antiquated notion of, 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 you know, women's sexuality. You know, we have a culture that hypersexualizes, that, 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 that treats our grown women and it starts at such a young age. I mean, we're already treated like we're much older than we are, whether it's in criminalization, exactly. whether it's in terms of hypersexuality, like whatever the case may be, you know, our, our girls don't get to be girls. Right? They, don't unless get to be very, they don't get to be girls unless we take extreme, you know, and, and, you know, we're both, you know, women of a certain privilege, you know. I mean, I, I have no, you know, I'm ble- it's a blessing to be able to provide the environment for our daughters. But recognizing, you know, for those of us who do, you know, if we're able to mentor, whatever we can do to help, help girls become being girls. Like, be, know that they're comforted and loved and supported and that they can grow and be confident in who they are because there are predators of all sorts, you know, out here that will, that will prey on young women and, and, and it's devastating and, and we're not getting socialized properly to even deal and address with these issues, right? Like, like, like like we've just been talking about, we have people who will blame the women when they're grown as men who will prey on them. You know, there are multiple grown men who will prey on, you know, the same young girls, young women. I mean, even once they're a little older, right? They were like basically over the statutory, you know, the eight, they're basically over the statutory rape age, but still, like, like those technicalities, like we shouldn't even be looking at technicalities. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. And we as a community, we as people need to be able to say wrong is wrong and we need to stand on the side mm-hmm. of right. Maybe we can't listen to that favorite song more. Because I know I was tired as hell. We were listening to Aaliyah the other day, and I was like, oh, I forgot he's in this song. I was like, why? <laughs> can I just edit him out of all my – and it's like two different Aaliyah songs. I'm like, can I just edit him out? Like, this is like, oh, my God. But for a long time now, I've always, I've always been one of the people, like, I wouldn't even listen to it on the radio because it's just, it's just disgusting. It's just, it's just really disgusting. And it's not about keeping the black man down. Like, I really hate that. I really hate how we, we, we bring out those troops, and that's how we, we continue to support the, 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 the marginalization and subjugation, you know, of, of young black girls and black women um, by making excuses like, oh, you can't, you can't object the black men, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's like, wait a minute. But they're doing something that's really bad that needs to be addressed. And, and again, I know you got, I know you got all of that. 
Oh, I'm getting it now. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, I'm, like, getting cursed out because I shared someone's post who, you know, called us, you know, old-ass cougars or whatever they called us. And now she's trying to explain to me why insulting us is appropriate. So, yes, there are people who are defending this horrible behavior, and I am just kind of over it for one lifetime. I am over it for one lifetime, and I don't really care anymore because the reality is, is that if no one is standing up for these drugs, the creditors will continue preying on them and we lose. And as long as I'm living here with my child, that won't happen. That won't happen. Well, says this is heavy, and you know, definitely, you know, I, 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 I've, I've, you know, tested the waters with doing things that are unpopular, uncomfortable. So I will definitely be with you next Friday. Um, I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing because this is. This is, I see, like I said, I'll see if I see who else I can, see who else I can round up and bring with us. But Girl, look at the <laughs> You know, a lot of us, we get, we get all hyped up right now, you know, especially, you know, Nazis and all this other stuff. You know, self-esteem in the future, you know, black women. We talk about, you know, black women, black women, you know, folks who are like, all oh, black queens and this, that, you know, this, this is the time to really show it. This right. is really the time to show it. And I think the thing, the thing for me is people, and, and, I, and I stated this once, I don't know who I'm speaking with, but I said, we have less power than we think and more power than we know. We just are not directing it appropriately. So our power is this can't be our daughter because we are this and we are that. Without understanding that unless your child is Velcro to you 24 hours a day, you have no idea what they're doing. But the power that you do have is to protect them. Allow them to live their lives, but you protect them. You place parameters around them, and you let them know if anything happens to you, if anyone approaches you in, a, in an uncomfortable way, you let me know immediately. And I won't blame you. I'm going to go out there and check them. And I think that's what we don't do well in our culture. And to me, we're actually cowards in that regard. So it's easier to attack our daughters and spank them and call them fast-ass than to go out to this doctor or teacher or legislator or entertainer or someone who we perceive has power and tell them, you will not do this to my child. And I think that's what we need to start doing. I think a lot of us talk a good game and we don't really walk the walk. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I get I get pushed back all the time. I get yelled at. I get called horrible names. I, And I'm sure at the concert, you know, we're going to be heckled by concert goers. And the, I actually have been speaking with the ACLU. They're going to have legal observers there just to be sure that everyone is okay. Because, yes, we are not fighting the system now. We're fighting our neighbors. I mean, these are the people we go to church with. These are the people we work with. These are the people in our family. And there's people who I know, progressives, who are going to see R. Kelly that night. 
our relationship might change after that concert. So all of this is being taken into consideration, and this is the fight that I have chosen. And I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. I sit well in that state and with that agency, and I'm okay. No, and I believe that. I mean, that's, I think you you got to take a stand. I mean, you got to take a stand. I know some folks, you know, get all bound up about this, but I think that's a really honorable moment taking a stand and, and following through what you believe in. And if we had more people like that, that, that took an honest assessment of situations instead of their own personal comfort and did what was right, because I know this ain't been comfortable for you, sis. And I know, I know this hasn't been comfortable. I know, I know there are much easier ways for you to spend your time and do things. But, like, it's powerful, and we need more people to step up to say, hey, this is happening in my community, and it's not right. Um, I mean, that's that's just real. That, that's what leadership's about. So, I, I mean, I, I personally, as a mom in this community, I appreciate you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And as always, you know, I love hanging out with you, and just I look forward to seeing you next week on the 25th as we meet R. Kelly. And let it be known we're going that you are Kelly August twenty fifth. If you yes. guys, if you're local, if you're local and you're listening, come out and join us. If you are, Please. you know, some of my folks from around the country, tweet hashtag you are Kelly. I mean, we 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 really need to have a serious conversation on the issue of sexual exploitation of young and sexual abuse, on domestic violence against young women, young black women, young black girls. Um, it's, it's a really black women. It's a, it's a serious issue, and it's one that's not nearly covered um, enough. So thank you so much, Kenyette, for joining me this evening. This has been another edition of Layla Fanoa. Peace. Thank you. Oh.